Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today we have episode 55. Yeah, it's a really fun episode. So excited to share this one with you guys. Before we jump into the interview, we're going to do our past guest spotlight, which has been fun to do for a couple of episodes now. So today, we want to shine a light on Monoreal Radio. So Jackie and Sean have a really wonderful thing going over there. They recently dropped an episode that both of us were really engaged in on 101 Dalmatians, comparing the live-action version to the animated version, which really the live-action version was the one that I watched more often growing up. So it was really interesting to hear the comparison between those two. I'm very surprised. I wouldn't have expected that. I was a live-action fan. Like, the live-action Jungle Book, I watched that all the time. Not the recent one, but, like, way back in the day. Old school. Okay, okay. So, and we also wanted to wish a huge congratulations out to Jackie and Sean. They just celebrated their 1500th episode download over there. And that's a big accomplishment. So we are so happy for them. Um, we just want to continue to see them grow. And hopefully in the future you might see or recognize, I guess not see, but you might hear some voices that you recognize over there. So we are excited about that opportunity and getting to work with them some more in the future. So definitely keep up with them. Check them out. Go listen to their podcast you won't be disappointed. It's super fun. Yeah. So let's jump into the interview. Today, we have Rodri. You can find him on Instagram at Rod Meets World, R-H-O-D Meets World. Rodri is one of the most passionate people about Disney that we've chatted to throughout this whole process. And it's so fun to talk with someone like that, that Disney has such an impact on his life. And what I think is really going to be interesting for you guys to hear is the different ways that he's able to incorporate Disney into everyday career things and personal life stuff. So without further ado, Rodri, we're going to turn it over to you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you can go ahead and introduce yourself and tell you a little bit about yourself for someone who's not as familiar with you. All right. Uh, thanks. I'm really excited to be with you guys and to talk about Disney and all that kind of stuff. Um, I am Rodri, also, as you said, um, Rod Meets World on Instagram. Um, basically, I just post daily about things that inspire me about Disney, um, also about Universal, because I go to Universal frequently, but it's about 99% Disney and 1% uh, anything else. And that's really what my page is about, just spreading the love for Disney and all the stuff that goes along with it. Um, some of the merchandise that comes out, uh, just basically everything that I can get my hands on for Disney. So like all Disney fans, we all have, you know, our Disney story. So what is your Disney story? Where did your love really start? Um, well, I actually was talking to my mom about this recently because I couldn't figure out really what it was that started it because Disney is kind of consumed, you know, a bunch of our lives. That's why we talk about it as much as we do. Um, and I think it's kind of really started at a young age. I found out that my mom used to soothe me with putting on the sing-along songs DVDs. So, um, so basically it started way back when with that. Um, my parents used to take me to uh, Disney movies when I was younger. I mean, I remember my earliest one being The Hunchback of Notre Dame. 
Um, every year I used to go to Disneyland for Christmas and sometimes twice a year with um, when my parents could afford it and then just kind of grew from there. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and it's so interesting that now Instagram has become a place where you can deposit like those daily experiences and share really meaningful content past the pictures with the stories and everything else that goes along with that. Um, it really, Instagram has turned into like a mini blog is how I view it. So it's great that you've been able to do that. So, and you mentioned a little bit, but I want to ask you, you mentioned that you get inspiration from Disney. Kind of what does that mean to you and how does that apply to your daily life? Um, well, actually, I'm a teacher and I teach history. Um, that's like my main subject. And a lot of it is I get to <clears throat> incorporate Disney into everything that I do, that I teach. Um, so like, for example, my students, uh, like our textbooks don't really cover Polynesia. So with Moana coming out, I really got to delve into that with using, you know, uh, references from Moana or um, when my students are talking about, you know, the Vikings, they get to um, talk about Thor. And so they'll talk about the Marvel movies and what's true and what wasn't to the culture. And so it's um, you like seeing Disney and being able to get inspired by maybe um, incorporating that into things like my tests or even with my daily life in terms of just my car. I mean, I have an R2-D2 bumper sticker. <laughs> like, it's just things like that that um, just kind of promote the imagination. And I don't know. It's, it's just something that gets me going every day. We are for sure going to get off topic now, but I'm a, a history teacher. I love oh, that. That's awesome. Yeah, yes. I love I love history. That's that's why when I visited Epcot, I loved Epcot for that reason. You guys are going to have to share lesson plans after this. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but that's funny because I teach about like Greece and China and I talk about like Hercules and Greek mythology and Mulan and that's funny. I yeah, thought I was the only one who did that. Oh no, I actually I love it. Yeah, I actually wrote a test recently about, um, I used, it's a small world, and I said you have to prove with colonization how it's it became, it's a small world. <laughs> <laughs> what grade do you teach? Uh, high school. Oh, cool. Yes, so I teach all U.S. history, world history, government, economics, all that lovely stuff. Perfect. So... Another thing, we're going to jump off and get off topic, but it's a hot topic right now in the Disney community. You mentioned Hunchback of Notre Dame was one of your first movies. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the live action remake? And <sighs> it's a very hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm interested in, Catherine and I talked about this extensively last night. It seems like Josh Gad is probably going to play Quasimodo. Mm -hmm. Are you getting any Josh Gad fatigue? Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna do your work backwards from your question. So for Josh, for Josh Gad, um, I feel like we are kind of saturated with him an, a lot, and I feel like if we, I mean, he's known as Olaf now. So if we try to stick him in something else, it's gonna seem, I feel like it might be a little jarring for people. Um, in terms of just, I mean, I'm not saying that he can't pull off any other character. I mean, he's. I've followed what he's done and he's obviously played multiple characters in various TV shows and Broadway shows and all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know. I don't really see it. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like he's too like comedic for Quasimodo. 
and um, I mean, in general, for Hunchback of Notre Dame, um, a fun story that Hunchback of Notre Dame is the first movie I saw in theaters that I remember, but I also did not make it past the first five minutes. I apparently <laughs> was, I appar- I remember being so inconsolable that I was like so scared of Frollo and everything that my dad had to take me out of the theater and we went right home. So um, for the live action, I I really like these live action remakes that they're doing, but at the same time, I'm like, we, I feel like we need to start moving away from them again. Like at at some point we're going to get a burnout of all of these remakes and we got to start doing their original live action things again. Yeah. Well, 2019 is definitely going to test that theory with Dumbo, Aladdin and Lion King. Oh yes. It's like, we're going to find out if we get tired (laughs) of them. Yeah. Although, to be fair, they are choosing really good ones for this year. Yep, that's very true. We're excited for all of those. Dumbo, probably least amount, but... We'll still see it. Yeah. Same thoughts, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. So, one of the other things that I think you're really passionate about on your page and you share often is that you are a small shop supporter. So, Mm -hmm. what kind of leads you to feel that way and what does that mean to you to, you know, to be supporting these small shops of people putting their stuff out there um i think it's just their own creativity that you get to see out there um i may not get to purchase their things but i appreciate it a lot and the way that they can put a spin on pop culture and disney or just designing something new and exciting from disney that disney itself hasn't created um a lot of the things that I like too is that these things that you can incorporate Disney into your everyday life, like we talked about before, but um, it's done in a subtle way that it's not like in your face Disney. It's not Mickey Mouse plastered all over your shirt and they're like, someone gives you the side eye. I mean, I don't care if people give me the side eye anyways, but it's, um, I don't know, if you're really passionate about a certain fandom, it's just like anybody else who wears a band t-shirt or anything like that. It's just another way to express yourself um, in something that you're passionate and you love. Yeah, we love that. And so this is kind of a side note too, but we love (laughs) to give little shout outs to the small businesses that we love and, you know, that we've been connected to. Do you have any in particular that you love? Oh, I am a huge fan of the Lost Bros. They, I have, they've actually become friends of mine. One of them actually, um, help like he helped me get with my master's in education like he pushed for me to want to do it um it was they're awesome most of my closet is their t-shirts now i've spent so much money with them and they know it (laughs) that's awesome we have not been able to record with them yet but they are definitely on our list because i mean if you talk about social media strategy and building a brand strategy i mean they have nailed it as far as building a community and building a lifestyle around their ideas oh definitely and they're so approachable and they're really nice people like i've met i've met up with them in walt disney world i met up with them a couple of events they had out here i've met with them at the parks like they're just amazing people Mm -hmm. so that kind of leads into our next question that we had for you about being part of this disney community and so interacting with these people on a daily basis what does that mean to you? Kind of, you know, what are the connections that you've been able to make? Um, actually, a fun story with this is I went to Disneyland um, last Sunday, and I was friend jumping everybody that I followed 
or that I talked to on a consistent basis was at the parks. And so I was hopping around from group to group to group, meeting new people that I hadn't met before. It's it's just like Instagram has become a really great way to meet people that share your passion, share your interests and find a way to be able to talk with them and mingle with them and enjoy the parks in different ways. Because even going with, I don't know, one group of friends, you're doing all the thrill rides. Another group of friends, all they want to do is go eat food. Another group of friends, all they want to do is go take pictures. Like it's awesome being able to go with different types of people and experience the parks in different ways. Um, all because of one platform that allows you to talk with these people. Well, again, you were like reading our minds on these segues, <laughs> but so you shared a really fun post the other day about how years ago you joined this Harry Potter online community to kind of share, you know, to dive deeper into the Harry Potter fandom. And then recently you got to meet some of those people that you met online in real life. So can you share that story? And then what was that experience like of, of finally getting able to meet those people? Um, so I joined this online community um, about, actually in May, it'll be exactly 10 years. Um, and I was, uh, I was starting my senior year of high school when that was happening. So uh, <laughs> 10 year reunion is coming up. Um, but yeah, they were some of the first people that I mingled with talking about our passions about Harry Potter. Um, our life goals, things like that. And I've just, I've been friends with them talking online for all these 10 years. And I found out that they were going to Universal, which of course has the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And so we just thought it was a perfect meeting spot. And I met with her and her wife and it was great. Like we spoke, like we mingled with one another the way friends would have if they had been with one another for 10 years. Um, it was great, like being able to finally you know be with friends that you have had friends with like they've watched me grow up they've seen me graduate high school they've seen me graduate college they've seen me graduate my, my master's they've uh seen all the all the things that normal people go through but it's not been you know face to face and it was just i don't know it was just a great way to be able to uh put it all together and be able to finally um, connect with one another in a way that we hadn't before and hopefully um, they said in September they're coming to Disneyland so they're like uh, you're going to be the person that's our VIP tour guide <laughs> tips accepted right yeah <laughs> yes exactly I just need to go find a plaid shirt <laughs> yes absolutely well that's so amazing I mean because I think we feel on a similar note that that was kind of our outlet of starting the podcast was that we had all these discussions together about Disney and, you know, you want to expand those conversations and talk with other people with different viewpoints and, and be able to, you know, just amplify that fandom. So that's so amazing that you were able to do that with Harry Potter and now Disney as well. And, it, and it's such a valuable uh, byproduct of the internet, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, you know, you've put so much time and effort into your Instagram page and kind of sharing your story and your experience in the parks. What is the ultimate goal that you are, you know, wanting to accomplish by putting all this time and effort into your page? Um, I honestly, I get enough benefit just from meeting new people. Like, I guess that's something that I've inherited from my dad. Um, my dad is a type of person that if someone taught like someone asked him how was your day at the cashier he's gonna want to be their best friend so it's 
it, for me, I think it's just building those relationships and being able to make those friends in the parks. Um, I guess another thing that I would want to do is I want to branch out into something. I've tried uh, YouTube, and that wasn't really something I really liked. Um, I've tried blogging, and I'm just, I don't know why I'm inconsistent with blogging. But um, Instagram just seems to be the place that I can express myself easier. Um, so I don't know, maybe just growing my Instagram page and meeting more and more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think that's the exact right approach um, by not forcing things. I mean, we're in a situation where, you know, we're trying to reach new people with the podcast. And we just always come back to that Instagram is the place that we're most comfortable, that we connect with people the best. So we just kind of had a realization, why waste our time with Facebook or why waste our time with Twitter? when that's not where we're most comfortable. That's not where we feel like our message is received the best. So I, I think that's great that you're trying different things out and you're exploring, but you're still staying true to what you know, you're comfortable with and, and where you feel best. Yeah, definitely. Well, cool. Well, I think we covered a lot of great topics. So next thing that we'll jump into is our fast pass round. So we'll just throw out these Disney topics. And if you just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind uh, so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. All right, sounds great. So the first one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you have visited. I have been to the Disneyland Resort and all of the parks in Walt Disney World. I've got to ask while we're on the topic, did you go to Universal in Orlando whenever you went to Disney World? No, I didn't. And that's something that my partner really wants to go do next. Um, and they, they said that if we went to Florida again, it would have to be Universal and Disney World would come second, which I feel like is very not fair, but, <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do. So explain it to us. We've never been to Universal in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. They only have one area for Harry Potter World, right? They don't have Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. Yeah, we just have Hogsmeade and the castle. Gotcha. Yeah, it's very. From what I hear, we are they're planning on expanding. It's just a matter of when. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, of the Disney parks that you visited, which one is your favorite and why? Oh, this is a really hard one. <laughs> it's that's such a hard one to pick. I feel like. <sighs> I mean, Walt Disney World was all such a blur because I was just go, go, go for a week. So I guess I'll just stick with the ones that I'm familiar with. And if I'm going to choose the ones that are on the West Coast, I'm probably going to have to choose California Adventure. We really loved that park. That's we were bold. super impressed. <laughs> yeah. I, for some reason, and I don't know, maybe it's because I've turned, I mean, I'm an adult now, I don't know, is that uh, California Adventure just seems a lot more... Uh, I don't know if it's detail-oriented, because, I mean, obviously Disneyland is, but there's something about it that just seems a lot more unique about it than all the other parks that I've seen. Mm -hmm. I, I can see agree. that. Yeah. So then, what is your Disney bucket list trip, if you could go anywhere in the world? <sighs> well, right now, it's Tokyo Disney Sea. Like, I will watch on end like whenever i go to the gym i'm watching people's vlogs of disney tokyo sea or sorry Dis oh my god i can't even say it tokyo disney sea there we go um it's i don't know what it is it's like i think it's the whole epcot feel to it plus the like it kind of gives me california adventure vibes like it's just that park in particular i really want to go to other parks i just want to see one ride and i'm good 
it's that whole park i really want to see it yeah it just seems so unique and so different than any other disney park and i think that's what attracts us to it so much as as well oh definitely i used to be a shanghai person Catherine, you used to be a paris person right i don't really know i guess but it seems like now we're both like aligned like if if we can get the finances <laughs> financial aspect in line tokyo is where we want to be oh yeah definitely it's it's all it's always about the money mm-hmm. <laughs> so next question would be your favorite disney resort and it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at since you're local to disneyland um but of all the disney resorts which one is your favorite to visit um, well, I've never stayed at any of the resorts except for the one when I was in Florida. And I mean, it was great, but it wouldn't necessarily be my favorite. Um, from what I've seen in terms of posts, I guess the one that I really, really want to see and it seems like to be a favorite is the art of animation. Because I just, I want to see all those figures. I want to see the drawings. Like, that's why in DCA, I love the animation building so much. Um all of like just seeing people's drawings it's oh it looks so beautiful we've stayed there before we really liked it we like the what is it like the lion king kind of statues yep. here's our pro tip though <laughs> if right. you're an adult any kind of body stature i would say <laughs> any adult should not sleep on the desk bed combination like the pull out thing it was terrible Ooh. <laughs> yeah, if, that doesn't that doesn't sound good. <laughs> but if you have the actual bed, I, you should be good to go. <laughs> All right, awesome. I'll, I'll keep that in my memory log. So the next one, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Oh, this one's easy. Hands down, the Haunted Mansion. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is about the Haunted Mansion that I love so much, but I could go on that ride all day, every day, and I don't get tired of it. So you may have heard in some of the previous podcasts, and I'm sure some of our listeners are rolling their eyes, <laughs> but I'm still talking about Haunted Mansion Holiday from our trip in October. It was that good. Oh, yeah, it's great. That Ironically, um, when I was growing up, like I said, we only went during Christmas time. So for the longest time, that was the only version of the Haunted Mansion I ever got to see. Mm. And so it was refreshing when I became an adult to finally see the original Haunted Mansion be like, oh, this is what it's supposed to look like. (laughs) Was it, so we didn't get to ride like the original version in Disneyland. How does it compare to the one in Disney World? Are they pretty similar? They are very similar. Um, Two, I think it's two differences that I noticed. Um, And actually I thought the Haunted Mansion in Florida was really cool about is um, the I don't know what, I guess the infinity staircases or the infinite staircases. Um, that's something that's only in Florida. Um, oh no, three things. So the second one is we don't have the library scene that you guys have. Um, and the scene where the statues are following you, that's uh, walk. You walk through that. You don't sit on the attraction for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to go back to Disneyland when there's not an overlay. Although you might be a little sad if there's not an overlay. Well, (laughs) here's the catch. We'll go during a week where they flip it over (laughs) and we'll do both of them like back to back. Hopefully they flip it over in like two days or so. Yeah, I doubt it. Oh no, no they don't. They take (laughs) at least a week. It's very depressing. I actually just found out uh, yesterday that they just reopened the Haunted Mansion, which means we're finally getting rid of our holiday It's a Small World, which has been, it's still around. Oh man. 
Yeah, I went on it last Sunday. I'm like, Christmas is long over. Long over. <laughs> so, on a similar vein of, of rides and attractions, which ride or attraction do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment from the park? Um, I can't really speak much to the ones in Florida just because I've only been there once. Um, but I think our interventions needs to go. Like, it's been changed into so many different things over the past like almost 10 years it's gone from the original interventions to uh avengers headquarters to now the launch bay and it just from my hopes anyways i don't think it's gonna happen but my hopes is that they uh get rid of it and they give us the tron ride too Mm. <laughs> that's that definitely wishful thinking i feel like it is oh very they'd have to get rid of two attractions in order for that to work but still but maybe maybe fingers crossed <laughs> so then what is your favorite snack or your go-to snack Ooh, all right so in fantasy fair which is a small little extension of uh, fantasy land next to the castle um, there is a little cart called Maurice's Treats, and I cannot remember the official name of it, but it is basically a garlic knot, and it is amazing. I will get it if I got to the parks really early in the morning, and it's too early for lunch, so I will definitely grab that. It is so good. Hmm. I'm trying to remember if we went there. We I didn't. It was, on, like our it was list. on our list. Yeah. We've got so many snacks in Disneyland <laughs> that were on our list that we never got to. Oh, they also have a gray stuff twist, too, which is basically the same thing, but it's just with the gray stuff. Mm. I bet that's yeah. what we wanted. Probably so. Yeah, oh, it's so good. So next one, sticking with food, would be your favorite table service restaurant and favorite quick service restaurant. Okay, uh, for table service, I'm going to have to go with the Lamplight Lounge. I've recently gone there twice now. Um, and I've just, I've really enjoyed, again, it's kind of in the same vein of inspiration and all of that stuff. Um, it's seeing all those, like I, I mean, even mentioned earlier with the animation, it's seeing all of that concept art, seeing all the, uh, designs that they have, the throws to the different Pixar movies, like the theming is amazing. I mean, the food is, food is food to me. So, which I probably just made a bunch of people gasp, but, um, <laughs> The food is like it, it's just food to me. It's it's good tasting, but and the service is great. But I just really like the theming in that restaurant. Our waiter that we had at Lamplight Lounge was amazing. He was the best because we were just like marveling over the little coasters that they give you with the little sketches, like you mentioned. Oh, yeah. And he was like, "Would well, you want a full set?" We're like, "Yeah." And even oh, like the gosh. chopsticks, they had the little Pixar lamps on them. He gave us extra chopsticks. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm trying to think. Did you guys get to see when they put the lamp on top of the Pixar Pier? No. It was like a week after we left. Oh, so you guys saw the Ikea bag then? Yes. <laughs> okay. Very yeah. iconic. Yes. that Everybody was just like, oh, we're going to Ikea. That's great. <laughs> um, and for quick service, I think my favorite is going to have to be... The Red Rose Tavern in Fantasyland. And again, that has to do with all the theming. It's all Beauty and the Beast. Um, I love that it also has both the live action stuff in it, as well as 
the animation side of it. Like if you go into certain parts of the restaurant and you look up, you can see the live action Mrs. Potts, or you can look up and you'll see the live action Lumiere or Cogsworth. It's just looking at those small little details and taking it all in. Um, I think that's what I, I mean, that's also a side tangent is that I think that's what I love about the parks too, is being an annual pass holder, being able to go so frequently is that you can see the small little details that they put in into these different areas that they have. So we meant to look it up after we got back, but we never got around to it. The history of that restaurant it used to be Pinocchio, right? Yes. Okay. And then they switched it over. Was it when the live action for Beauty and the Beast came out and then they just never switched it back? Yes. Yeah, so from my understanding, what they were uh, planning to do was just put the overlay over it for when the live action came out. And I guess since it's become such a big success or everybody loves it or I don't know, maybe they just love it so much that they decided to keep it. So we never got our revert back to Pinocchio. We have a somewhat fun story about the Red Rose Tavern. All right, go for it. <laughs> Catherine's looking at me like she doesn't remember it, but I remember it. <laughs> Elizabeth, Catherine's sister, of course, was on with us on our trip, and we just got off Big Thunder, and we were walking, I think, back towards Tomorrowland, of course. We So we passed Red Rose Tavern, and she said, oh, my gosh, I forgot my ears on Big Thunder. So we said, all right, go back, see if they have them, and we just stopped right there. We never planned to go to that restaurant, but she took so long to go get her ears and come back that we were starving. Which she never found. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that we were starving by the time she came back. We were like, all right, we're going to this restaurant. Like, it's right yeah, we've here. we've got to eat. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, it's great. I like the French or, yeah, the French pieces that they have in there, too, for you to have, like, um, I know that I had never had poutine in my life and I was like, oh, this is a great way to experience new types of food. I mean, the poutine was was great, but um, yeah, it's it's an awesome restaurant. And they've recently, I think, changed the menu so that way they can keep people interested in wanting to come back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we all three of us got the Beast Burger. It Ooh, was it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it was so much food, but it was so good. It was good. Yeah, it's oh. The, that stuff's great. The like, I will, next time you guys go, you should try the uh, the poutine. It's really good. I think they have it in burger form and flatbread form. Interesting. Yeah, we'll have to do that. So the next question is, what is your fa- favorite character meet and greet moment? Okay, so um, this this one like uh, it was it was such a like I don't even know how to describe it. Um, so I was not having the best day. I, for the life of me, don't remember why I was in such a bad mood. Um, and I go and I decided to meet Chewbacca and, uh, I go and I meet Chewbacca and, you know, his Wookiee speak of like, how are you? And all that kind of stuff. And I just looked at him and I said, oh, I'm doing okay. Like it's like an okay day. He just stares at me for a moment, takes off my sunglasses and hands it to the cast member and just pulls me into this big hug and like holds me for like about 10 15 seconds and then just lets me go and he's like and you could just tell that he was just like you're okay now you're good that's, that's sweet a, that's amazing <laughs> yeah i uh i that like i don't think there's ever gonna be a character moment that's gonna top that one it's so fun how the characters can kind of like read you that well because yeah. like sometimes they're really playful and like sassy almost with you and then sometimes they realize like 
you're in shock and like you're in awe of meeting them yeah. like they're majestic i don't um, know yeah <laughs> oh definitely when i met chewbacca i was like this is crazy like you're actually like speak like you're speaking to me like this is crazy mm-hmm. yeah i love like all the videos of course on facebook and things like that where they meet like the kids and of course i'm like a crier so they always make me cry <laughs> but it they're sweet like when they do take the extra time and stuff to you know did you communicate. see did you see oh. the service dog meeting poo that's been going around oh, i don't know no, if i've I seen that oh he's such a good boy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've I've actually seen dogs meet Pluto. The service dogs meet Pluto, yeah. and that's been really great. That's like a dream of mine. <laughs> if we ever find a service dog, we're just gonna follow him around all day and like and just watch should, him. You should go meet Pluto. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the characters are great. I love. I think as an adult, that's something that I really like doing now is that you can have those full blown conversations, and they do like give you that sass like there was a time that I went and it was for my birthday or a friend's birthday and it was Sleeping Beauty and she was asking what kind of cake we were gonna have but she wouldn't let us just choose like a plant like we're like oh maybe vanilla or chocolate she's like that's so plain you should get something much more like exuberant like red velvet or like chocolate mousse and I'm like okay Aurora like that's you're a little much right now (laughs) (laughs) so I've got to ask because it's something that I feel like people are on one side of the fence or the other. Was there ever a time like transitioning from child to adult where you weren't into meeting the characters? Cause I went through that phase and now I'm back on it and I really enjoy it. But like, uh, yeah, oh, go for it. Sorry. No, I, that's the end of my question. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I don't think I was really into meeting characters at all. Um, it wasn't until I got, I went with my friend, um, who she and I, we used to go to Disney all the time together. And um, she she just basically kind of did it as like a like a Pokemon type of thing. Like she's like, I got to get them all. And so we would go from character to character. And it just, the more experience I had with it, the less awkward it became. Because I thought of it more as, oh, it's a kid thing. Mm-hmm. Like the kids are the ones that are supposed to meet it or meet them. And my parents, when we would go, it was a lot of, we're only here for the day we have to go ride 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 it wasn't so much about let's meet the characters it's no we need to get on as many rides as possible yeah i love that i think it was our engagement trip that really like flipped me and i realized that you can have a lot of fun with it of course since we were wearing like our just engaged buttons they were really engaging with us yeah super excited i've said engaged like 10 times in this (laughs) but but i think that's what made it like click for me to realize that the characters love that kind of stuff. Like yeah. they love having conversations past than the what like a child can have. Oh yeah. Like I felt really bad. I don't think anybody knew who Bert was for some reason. Like he was just walking around the hub and you could tell that he was just like, you know, just nodding at people, whatever. And I just went up to him and I'm like, hi Bert. And he was like so surprised that like someone had stopped and tried to talk to him because he wasn't with Mary Poppins. And I was like, hi, well like, how's your day going? And you could tell that his, he felt a lot better that someone had, you know, stopped him and mm-hmm. noticed that he was a character walking around. Instead <laughs> of so, so just like a Dapper Dan looking guy. Just Basically, <laughs> I think a lot of people just confused him as a Dapper Dan. I'm like, no, this is Bert. Like, this is a thing, people. Well, and, you know, we have like many stories of us being completely embarrassing with the characters, but those all turn out to be like fun stories 
it doesn't matter. I'm sure they have so many awkward conversations <laughs> a day that it's oh, like yeah. a no big deal. Oh yeah, that that happened to me once with Tiana. I went because I guess Tiana's new meet and greet is she just stays on the Mark Twain, mm-hmm. like she doesn't get off. And so when you're on the Mark Twain, you can go and you can meet her. And I was the first one to notice that she was there. And I go to go talk to her, and it was just awkward. I'm like, I didn't ask for a photo. I just asked for, like, I was just talking with her. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Nice talking with you. Yeah. We've definitely had a lot of those. Oh, yeah. So next one would be your favorite Disney movie. I just recently listened to... Uh, someone you interviewed and this is a really hard question because I have one for like every era like this is like <laughs> it's it's hard to just pick one well if you need to divide it up go for it all right um so then I have to, now I have permission I can go to town on this <laughs> um so I think for the originals Sleeping Beauty is my favorite like she it's not so much the characters it's I don't know I wish I could draw because everything about it is just animation that I notice and it's just the whole thing is so beautiful like i just i watch it for the colors i watch it for the animation i watch it for the backgrounds like it's just it's such a beautiful movie like that one takes it for the originals um for the renaissance era um i'm gonna have to go with the lion king um i don't know what it is my cousin that babysat me like like once or twice told me that apparently I couldn't be quiet about it. Like I loved the Lion King. Um, and then for the modern era, um, I think my favorite is going to have to be, Ooh. see, I'm looking at my movie collection right now, trying to make a decision. Um, I think it's going to have to be Tang. It's a toss up between Tangled and Princess and the Frog. I like recently fell back in love with the princess and the frog. I mean, I really loved it when it first came out. And I think for me, it's because it is that it's, it's not computer animated. It's actually, at least I think so. It's like hand drawn (laughs) kind of like that old style. Oh yeah. It was modern story. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. I loved that. It was, I think they said it was going to be the last, or they were trying to go back because it was the 50th. I believe it was the 50th animated feature at the time and or in their official canon catalog and that's why they wanted to pay homage to doing it in the 2d style but yeah see now that i'm looking at my movies again i'm like oh i made a horrible decision there's so many other movies i could have chosen <laughs> there there's are no, no bad choices yeah there's no wrong answers yeah oh i love another one like honorable mention inside out is another one that's my favorite mm-hmm that one will make you tear up, too, at the end. See, I don't... That's the thing that I feel really bad about. I don't tear up. Like, I... <laughs> I Like, everyone said, oh, I cried during Coco. I'm like, oh, it was a touching moment, but it didn't make me tear up. But I know everybody was, like, bawling their eyes out with Coco. All right, there's two, there's two instances where I've got to ask. Did you feel any sort of any kind of waterworks going down the eyes when Mufasa died and when Ellie dies in Up? Mufasa, no. Which, again, I feel like I'm a heartless person for saying no. (laughs) But I get that it was... I think it didn't take me until when I was an adult to really understand what was going on. 
Um, Because as a kid, I think I understood that he wasn't alive anymore, but it didn't hit me that he was dead. So I don't know. I don't know why I could. I and Ellie either. No, I didn't cry when she died either. Man, I'm a heart. Yeah, you're tough. I'm heartless. (laughs) I've just come to terms. I'm I'm heartless. Well, whenever you do like go see a movie, if it's Toy Story four, maybe you've Mm got to let us know like if that one hits you. Toy Story 3, that one hit me a little bit because that was the year that I graduated high school. And so when Andy was going out to college, all my friends and I were like, oh, my God, we're going to college, too. <laughs> yep. We were right in that same age group. It, it hit us hard, too. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next one would be, what's your favorite Disney song? Oh, just like that one. It's There's so many. Um, I actually, on my Spotify, just put in every Disney song that, like, I want to sing in the car. Um, so right now, uh, my favorite Disney song is the pop version of In This Place from Wreck-It Ralph 2. Mm. Like, I don't know what it is, but that song, I'm, I bump it in my car all the time. We are big Disney car karaoke people. Oh, yes. Oh, it's a lot of fun, especially when you get a bunch of friends involved that are just as into Disney as you are and just busted it out. It's great. I thought Catherine was going to make me pull over the car just last night because I skipped over I'll Make a Man Out of You. Yeah, you you can't fast pass that one. (laughs) I mean, that's true. I actually have a fun story about Mulan that took place in high school. Let's hear it. So I went to a performing arts high school. And so we all um, did like kind of a variety show at the end of the year because we had two big shows a year and we just did something at the end for just for fun. And they were going through all of the different things that you that the songs that they wanted to do. And for some odd reason, I don't know why my director liked doing this, but she liked to gender bend the songs, like at least one number. And so um, it was my senior year and I'm usually the person that's, I'm the assistant director. I don't, I wasn't doing the performing and they decided that they wanted to make me Mulan. And we did, uh, what was the song? The opening number of Mulan. And I can't, for why am I not remembering the name of the song? Is it the reflection song? No, no, no. It's the one, the matchmaker, right before she goes to the matchmaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, they made us do that one. I the guys were putting makeup up my nose, like it, I was sneezing powder for a week. After that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the, all the girls did. I'll make a man out of you. Interesting. That would be a fun. fun twist. Yeah. Yeah, and they were all doing uh, martial arts in the middle of the stage while they were singing the song. It was great. Hmm. That's one thing. Talking about live action remakes. If they take that song out of live action Mulan, I'm gonna lose my mind. Well, that means you haven't heard the news then. Oh, no. That they said that Mulan is not going to have any music in it as of now. No. I feel like we've heard that, but we just, like, ignore it. Like, we choose to just <laughs> not listen to it. Like, no, that's not true. No, they're still going to put music in there. I'm, I'm seriously hoping that they just put it at, like, you know, on the soundtrack regardless. They just do an updated version of it. Maybe it's not in the movie, but we'll get an updated version of it. Oh, man. Yeah. Same thing with Lion King. You better not mess with the music. Oh, no. Well, I mean, if Beyonce is doing some of it, I mean, that's got to be great. Yep. My thoughts exactly. What was it? It was last night in car karaoke. You said, <laughs> like, imagine Beyonce singing this. What song was that? It was the Can You Feel the Love. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, do we need Simba to sing at all? Can we just have Beyonce <laughs> sing the whole song? Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear uh, Donald Glover sing on some of those. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe he'll rap on some of them. That'd be fun. Maybe. I mean, I'm trying to think. Rapping, I just can't wait to be king. Maybe I don't know. Mm, that would be interesting. That'd be cool. So next one would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies. Um, so I have, I think my quote is going to be the one that I have on my door for my classroom. And it's uh, the sign that you see when you walk into, um, when you walk into the parks, which is um, here you enter. Oh my gosh, now I'm going to mess up the quote. Uh, here you enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy, or something like that. Or in tomorrow, some, I can't remember the entire quote, but it's along those lines. Um, and it's just, it's that quote of like, it's every time you go into the park, every time you watch the movies, every time you have an experience, it's taking you away from the troubles of everyday life and inserting you into that fantasy world or going to the past or seeing the future it's all those things that make you love disney for what it is and for me that's why i love disney so much is it takes you out at least for a few hours of the hardships of you know adulthood and real life and lets you escape i totally agree with that and i think i have that same quote on a keychain (laughs) but i love that that's great you need to put that in your classroom I know, maybe I will. I actually changed it from fantasy. I think I said, I think I changed it to be something along like history related because I'm like, there's no fantasy in history. So let's, (laughs) let's, let's change that up a little bit. Love that. So then our very last question is what is your favorite Disney parks memory? Um, can I cheat and say I have two? Yeah. All right. So the first one that's like, that proves that I'm not a total heartless person was actually when I went to Walt Disney World um, in last August and I saw Happily Ever After and it was like right at the finale and I started to tear up and it was because all I had never ever thought that I'd be able to go to Walt Disney World like I knew that I got to Disneyland I thought that was as good as it was gonna get like I could experience it through people's posts i could experience it through people's videos but i never ever thought that i my own money that i saved from working so hard that i'd be able to go and see it myself and that like it got to me and my partner looked at me and he's like you're ridiculous like why why are you crying and i was like you don't understand i never thought we would be here like it's it was it hit me hard so i think that is like my number one memory and my second memory is kind of kind of creepy. Um, I was on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which I heard you guys lost in Walt Disney World. Um, so um, I was on Mr. Toad's, and it was right before the train crash scene. And I was with my friend, and all of a sudden, the train just like, or the car stops. And we're like, this is weird. Like, why is it stopping? And all of the lights come on. And a cast member comes over to us and they said, what did you do? And we're like, we didn't do anything. We're just on the ride. Like they said, the ride sensors went off in this room and it said that you're like, and you're the only ones in here. And we're like, uh, we didn't do anything. 
So we ended up having to walk off the ride and everything. And we're like, oh my God, what if there's like a ghost or something that got us <laughs> to like, that like stopped the ride. And, Cause we're like, we didn't even put our hands up or anything. Like what, what is this? So to this day, we have no idea what stopped the ride, but apparently it's our fault. Wow. I, I choose to believe there's a ghost. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, they, they say there's ghosts in Disneyland all the time. So why not? Happy haunt. <laughs> You think they're all happy haunts? I mean, they've got to be. They're in Disney World. Disneyland. Disneyland. I mean, if if I was a ghost, that's where I would hang out. So, <laughs> I mean, why not? It's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> exactly. Well, awesome. So our very last question, it's something that we love to ask all of our guests, and it's if, if you have a piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who they're looking to become a Disney content creator, a product producer, start a vlog, start a podcast, whatever it might be, just start an Instagram page. What would be your advice to that person? Um, just do authentic. I've heard this from your other guests as well, is that it's just the authentic engagement. Um, I honestly, because I can't get my fill of Disney, clearly, I go through different tags or different places that I want to go. So I'll look up, you know, Tokyo Disney Sea. I'll look up Shanghai Disneyland and I'll just... Um, engage with people on those posts if they buy merchandise if they do a pretty picture like it's just talking with those people and having a genuine conversation and wanting to appreciate people's time and effort because they put just as much effort into it as you do and they deserve as much appreciation as you're expecting Um, I mean not that I'm expecting anything from anybody but it's just building um, that relationship with other people and it's praising people people want to be uh people want to be told that they're doing something right and giving them some validation so if they're taking the time and effort and you're looking at it i mean why not give them positive feedback i love that yeah i think that's you know and it even ties back into what you were saying earlier where you know what you really want to get out of this is just meeting new people and engaging with people And, you know, it all kind of comes back to, you know, being authentic and, you know, making those genuine connections. I think that kind of all goes together. And I love that. Yeah. And I love, you know, that you're able to see that flip side, that you're producing content, but you're also consuming the content as well. And so showing that appreciation, engaging with people, letting them know that they that you appreciate that they, you know, shared a video of a parade or or shared a, a, a pretty picture that that's you know a wonderful way to foster relationships so i love that advice yeah it's great i people really do they put so much time and effort and it's also great seeing different perspectives of the park that you might not have seen before mm-hmm. absolutely well roger is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we head off um No, I think that's it. Like, this was great. I had a really fun conversation with you guys. Yeah, we had a blast as well. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. To our listeners, if you haven't already, make sure you go follow Rodri at Rod Meets World. That's R-H-O-D Meets World. Also, I don't know if it's intentional, but I love that it's a Boy Meets World reference. (laughs) Favorite TV show of all time. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.